You're listening to the Epic Living Podcast with Jim Simcoe. I'm Jim Simcoe, and I'm here to help you make your life epic. So let's get rolling. Good morning, good morning, good morning. This is Jim Simcoe. Welcome to the podcast. And it's a gorgeous Monday here in San Diego. And today our topic, we're going to talk about working out. So something that typically a lot of people feel like they should be doing more of or should be doing some of, but don't. So there's a lot of guilt around this topic. So I'm going to hopefully assuage you of some of that guilt and give you some tips and some some suggestions on working out. But before we begin, I'll tell you a little bit about myself. Um, I am 45 years old, as you may know already. I'm married with two kids. Uh, so working out for me is is fitting it in uh, is really is can be really challenging. So when I was younger and when I was in my twenties, if I wanted to go play basketball for two hours, three hours, I could do it because I'd really had nothing else to do. So these days, you know, for me to get a good workout in, I need to I need to be in and out within an hour, hour and a half max. Otherwise. Um, you know, my schedule is just not going to allow for it. And so anyway, so we'll talk a little bit about how we fit that into the how I fit that into the schedule. And, and the goal today is really to tell you about what has worked for me and hopefully give you some ideas and some tips that would work for you. Now, that being said, there are some obvious truths to health and being fit that, you know, you probably already know, like, you know, that, you know, to be healthy, you have to move your body. You know, you, you know, the more you move, probably the better that you feel. And if you want to lose weight, then you have to burn more calories than you take in on a daily basis. So these are all things that you already know and that there's tons and tons and tons of data out there on these topics already. So I'm not even going to bother trying to talk about those uh, those things because I'm just going to assume that you already know. So there are some un, uh, sort of some obvious, uh, some truths that are not obvious. So, so some not so obvious truths. And that is that you know, I really believe that working out should really be fun every time you do it. Every single time, every minute, the entire time you're doing it really should be fun. And if it's not fun, then I feel like you're probably doing the wrong thing. Um, I also believe that uh, an obvious, uh, not so obvious truth is that the variety of your workouts really build resiliency in your body and in your mind. So if you're going to the gym every day and you're doing sort of the same thing over and over and over again, you might be getting really strong in one area. But if you are swimming doing yoga, playing football, you know, you're doing a variety of different things that are creating some level of stress in your body and breaking down your muscles and making you stronger in a variety of different ways. Well, that's going to make your body and your mind much more resilient because you're doing a variety of things. That's what I really believe. And then also, you know, other not so obvious truth is that environments, different environments are stimulating for different reasons. So what I get out of playing football uh, on a field in Carlsbad versus what I get from when I go in the ocean and I'm surfing. <clears throat> two totally different environments, two totally different modalities, two totally different things, but I get something different from each one of them. So we'll talk about that a little bit later as well. So with that said, I think it's important that you have some workout goals or some fitness goals in mind before you even think about doing anything. And and really, I have five. Uh, some are uh, pretty obvious, some maybe not so obvious, so I'll get into them now. Um, my very first workout goal is really to get my heart rate up and really work out my heart. Um, <clears throat> like many other people, we do have some uh, heart disease in our family history. So for me, exercising and making sure that my heart is okay <clears throat> is always really, really, has always been really, really important to me. So getting my heart rate up, that's a big part of it. Second thing is I always want to build strength and power. So I want to be able to, 
if someone was on the side of the, if there's a woman on the side of the road going into labor and she needed my help lifting something heavy, I'd, I'd want to be able to do that or I'd want to be able to help. So I always want to be in a situation where like if, if someone in my community called on me instantaneously for some type of help that required my strength and power, that I'd be able to come through for that person. So building strength and power is my second thing. My third thing, you wouldn't necessarily think of it, but my third thing working out is really to increase my confidence. So I really believe that confidence is a driver in every single thing that we do in our lives. So uh, the more confident you are, the better your life is. And I've talked about this before. So one of my workout goals is really to increase my own confidence. I do that by playing a lot of competitive games like football and basketball and softball. Um, and I also do it with surfing. So I surf a lot. And, and, you know, when you're riding waves, you know, that builds confidence when you take a bigger and bigger wave or you, you know, you, you just get a really nice ride and builds your confidence. My last two workout goals are a very shallow, I'm sorry, and somewhat embarrassed to say, but I mean, I want to look better and I want to feel better. So I want to look good. I want to look good in my clothes. I don't want to have clothes that are tight on me. Um, I'm 45 years old. I'm sure my metabolism is slowing down to some level. Um, I don't burn calories the way I used to burn them when I was in my 20s. And I don't want to be some fat old slob, you know, who is, you know, tucking in his shirt and has his belly hanging out over his belt. Like that, I see that. And for me personally, like, I just don't ever want to be that way. And I, and I, you know, my, my biological father who passed away a few years ago was overweight when he died and kind of looked like that. So I have sort of a visceral reaction when I see somebody like that and I really don't want to be that way. So I want to look better. And then finally, I want to feel better. Look, I just want to feel better. I, you know, I feel great after I'm done working out. I may not uh, want to do it when I'm driving to do it or I'm going to do it, but afterwards I feel awesome. So I just want to feel better. Working out just makes me feel better. And I know this because recently, unbeknownst to me, I, I did a little scientific experiment about this. Um, a few months ago, I caught pneumonia which I've never had in my life. And I had full-blown pneumonia, not walking pneumonia. I had the kind of pneumonia that where the doctor was like, you know, he was listening to my lungs and he brought a nurse over and he was like, wow, you got to hear this. You know, and, and one thing you never want to hear your doctor say, you never want your doctor to say, wow, like never. I don't ever want to hear that when they're listening to my stethoscope on the, uh, or to my heart and my lungs through their stethoscope, unless they're like, wow, you just sound awesome. When they bring a nurse over and it's like, wow, you got to hear this. You know, I knew that was bad. And, and so anyway, so I did this, uh, unbeknownst to me, scientific experiment in that for once I had pneumonia, I couldn't work out for six weeks. I couldn't do anything. It drove me nuts. And I really didn't feel great. And I could tell my mood wasn't, you know, wasn't as good as it usually is. I'm usually a pretty positive, upbeat person. And um, I just was lost. I was just like, I, you know, I couldn't play basketball, couldn't play football, couldn't surf, couldn't do CrossFit. I was couldn't go running. I was just a complete and utter mess. So... I know for a fact that based on that six-week time period, which is probably the longest I've ever gone in my life without working out, um, I know for a fact that uh, working out makes me feel better. So those are my goals for working out. Um, I want to talk a little bit about what I do before every workout, and then I'm going to get into my program and what I do and why it works for me and give you some workout tips for yourself. So before I work out, so my big thing is, although I was never a Boy Scout, I really do believe that you have to be prepared for just about everything. And I've talked about this in the past where um, on different podcasts where I talk about 
the trunk of my Prius and what it holds and how basically, you know, if somebody wanted me to climb Everest with them tomorrow, I'd probably have everything I needed in my trunk to do so. So my uh, first part of my pre-workout prep is that everything is in my car. My workout shoes, running shoes, surf stuff, football stuff, basketball stuff, and softball stuff. All that stuff is in the back of my Prius. And I got to tell you, you know, I still have room. I keep everything in a big black bucket. And I, I still have plenty of room in the car for other stuff uh, in the trunk. So if I can get it into a Prius, you can get into a Prius. And usually that includes workout clothes and you know, towels to clean up, clean up with, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So that's the first thing. First part of my prep is that everything is in the car. The second thing is that I always eat first. So I always eat something really light before I work out, usually about you know, 30 minutes to an hour before I work out. And what I've been doing over the last couple of years has been, which has been super effective for me, is I've been using a pre, uh, like a pre-workout protein shooter. So I just take some protein powder, put it in one of those little shake cups and with some water or some hemp milk. I like hemp, hemp milk and almond milk the best. And I just shake it up and I just guzzle that down. And that usually gives me 20 to 25 grams of protein, a few grams of carbs, and then I'm ready to go into the workout. I don't feel super bogged down. I feel pretty good and, and, and pretty light. So that's one thing I do before my pre-workout or before uh, I work out, no matter what I'm doing. And I'll talk about what I actually consider a workout in a second. But And then the last thing I do is I do a very quick prayer mantra. Uh, this is usually while I'm driving, when I'm listening to whatever music I'm listening to to get amped up. I do a little prayer mantra and I talk to, uh, kind of talk to some people in my lives that I'm close to who have passed away, like my brother Mark, uh, my grandfather, my grandmother. And I'll just say basically, you know, thank you for a beautiful day today. Um, thank you for allowing me to emerge from CrossFit healthier and happier than ever been. And please give me the strength to really do um, uh, even more than I want to do in there and really push myself and uh, really have a great workout. So for whatever it's worth, if you're spiritual, if you're not spiritual, you know, I always do a quick <clears throat> prayer mantra. I've been doing it for the last 10 years or so and uh, it's always worked and I usually haven't gotten hurt. So knock on wood, that's me knocking on wood. Um, I'm gonna keep doing it. So that's my that's my quick prayer mantra. So those are all the things I do before I work out. So let's talk a little bit about what I work uh, what I do, what my program is. And, and, and first, I want to talk about the term working out or getting exercise. I believe that this is a very wide definition of items. It does not have to be just running or going to the gym or going to a yoga class. It could be a variety of things. It could be like, you know, like, you know, you, you go shopping and you park your car a mile away or half a mile away and you have been, you walk briskly briskly to your car. I mean, theoretically, that could be a workout. So I consider a workout as any time when you're starting to sweat and you're trying to get your heart rate up, okay? Golf um, is not a workout. I don't play golf, but I've watched uh, about 20 minutes of it in total in my life on TV and it doesn't look like it's much of a workout. It looks like it's a walk. Um, looks like it's a walk in uncomfortable turquoise pants with white shoes. So I wouldn't necessarily consider that a workout. But so here's what I do. Here's what my program is. And this is what I do on a weekly basis. So this is everything I do in a week. So the first thing I do is I play basketball um, on two different courts at least twice a week. And I play four on four. So four guys on four guys, um, games to 11. And I'll play that for about an hour. And I usually do that at lunch on Tuesdays and Fridays 
Although recently I've been playing on Saturday mornings instead of Fridays. And I'll go and I'll play for an hour, hour and a half. I know most of the guys out there. Um, I've been playing basketball with them for a while. So it's a great exercise. Uh, it's a great way to get exercise, way, great way to uh, be a little social with people I know. And then you kind of get in, you run really hard for an hour, and then you get out of there. It also brings an element of competition, which I think is really good because it kind of makes you leave your work behind for an hour, relieves stress, makes you focus on something else than your typical daily stuff. So I do that. The second thing I do is I play in a football league. I play in a um, competitive um, touch football league in Carlsbad, California, which is just north of my town. And that is, we play six on six. We start in September. We play every Sunday and it goes through March. And it's a pretty competitive league. And it's, it you know, you wouldn't think it would be competitive because it's a touch football league, but everyone in the league is pretty cool. There's some great athletes in there and it's 35 and older. So you get some pretty competitive guys. You get guys who've been, you know, who've played before. And then you get some guys who've never played before, you know, we haven't played in a long time and are, are older and, you know, they're just there for, you know, to have the beer afterwards, which is, which is also a lot of fun. But uh, that largely is, is, it's a lot of fun. And that's about an hour and a half that we play for. Um, and I do that once a week during that, that time of the year. The third thing I do is I surf. So I've talked about this before, but I like to longboard. So longboard is any board over nine feet. Um, I ride almost exclusively Stewart surfboards. Uh, Bill Stewart, who is to me one of the best surfboard shapers in uh, in the world, and that's probably a topic for a different day. I don't want a uh, different day. I don't want to get in the in the weeds on surfing on here because there's probably a lot of people listening in right now who don't surf. But if you're ever going to surf, Stewart surfboards they're the best. Uh, the other thing I do is I play softball. I play softball once a week at night at a park right near my house. Now, softball's not a ton of exercise. You do get a little bit of movement. Uh, if you play outfield, you get a lot of movement, especially if you're playing in the league. That's a very good league. So you get some movement there as well. So that's once a week. And then three times a week, I do CrossFit. So CrossFit, you've probably heard of it before, but that's combining uh, strength and power, exercise, Olympic, Olympic lifting, and then some cardio elements as well that get your heart rate up. So I do that. I do, it's an hour long class and I do that three times a week. Usually I do that on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. So as you can see, I, I pump a lot into my week. Um, almost all, none of it is in a gym. So none of it, I very rarely do I ever go to a gym, put earphones on and just <clears throat> slug through uh, lifting weights. I also don't do a lot of running. I used to do a ton of running, but I don't do a ton of running anymore because I get a lot of running in and my heart rate up when I play hoop or play football or, or you know, especially when I do CrossFit, my heart rate goes, goes pretty high. So that's what I do on a weekly basis. Now, the, the thing about it is, is that the reason it works for me, and again, I'm just trying to give you an example of why this works for me so you can maybe include it into your life. The reason it works for me is it, 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 these workouts encompass several areas for me. They encompass my heart, so giving me a certain level of cardio. It encompasses my body by giving me strength and power and everything I'm doing. It also encompasses my mind in the sense that because I'm playing hoop, football, softball, and CrossFit to an extent, there's a level of competition in there that I'm trying to, to, I'm trying to do better than what I did um, in a previous workout or in a previous time. So if I'm playing hoop, I'm really thinking like, okay, you know, not necessarily how many more points am I going to score, but like, you know, how many more passes, how many great passes can I have? How great can I make everyone on the team look? How, you know, how can I play defense better than I played last time? 
Um, a lot of people in basketball just like to score and that's how they judge yourself. And I, and I judge myself when I play basketball on, you know, how good am I making the rest of my team? Because here's the thing, at the end of the day, I'm just barely over 5'8". And so playing, and I'm 45 years old. So playing basketball for me, I mean, it's just like, you know, it's not the greatest thing in the world. It's not, not, I'm not exactly uh, predestined to play basketball and be good at basketball with my height and my age. So, but I love it. I love it. So that's one of the reasons it works amazing. It really engages, you know, these sports really engage my mind, that competitive aspect of 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 my mind. The other thing it works for me is that it really helps my coordination so that in hoop, football, surfing, softball, crossfit, you're doing more than one thing at once. So you have to think about how you're doing things to make sure you're not getting hurt and make sure that you're not um, doing something that's going to be damaging long-term, making sure you're doing things the right way. And, and you can really judge yourself uh, by the success of what's happening at that moment. If you take a shot in basketball and you miss, well, you know that you, you know, you've got to change something about it. If you're doing a deadlift in CrossFit and you feel a twinge in your back, then you know you're doing it wrong. And then you have to think about how you're doing that next repetition. So there's a certain level of coordination, doing two things at once, running, catching a ball, you know, moving weights, whatever it is that you don't get when you're, you know, possibly doing either, uh, like if you're just going for a run, right. Or if you're just going for, uh, a swim. I mean, I think some people would argue that there's some coordina- coordination aspects of running and swimming. And I would argue that like, look, you're probably right. And if you're a professional runner, you, you probably know more than I do. But I think that for the general uh, populace, people like men and women like me, um, you're going to get more coordination out of playing games than you are necessarily out of uh, just doing, you know, going for a 10 mile run. The other reason that this that these things all work for me and I I really recommend them for other people is that they include a social element. So in each one of these groups that I do, hoop, football, surfing, softball, CrossFit, I have different friends. I have different friends who don't intersect at all. So the people I know at CrossFit, you know, don't know any of my hoop friends and none of my hoop friends know any of my football friends and my football friends, none of them surf. So it's a pretty interesting thing because I've got different groups of people that I hang out with on a regular basis, different experiences, different jobs, different careers, different family situations, different ages. So it really makes my world a little bit more well-rounded as opposed to just the people I see on a weekly basis when I'm just at work or, or my family or my friends. So I've got my family, I've got my friends, and then I've got kind of my workout friends who are, who are a completely different subset. So it makes me, well, I, I think it really makes me much more well-rounded and also connects me to these different communities and connects me to my community more often. And really the better, you know, the more connected I am, the better I feel and the better my health is at the end of the day. And I would say that that's probably true for you too. I mean, the more connected you feel, probably the better, better your health is. And, and at the end of the day, one of the other reasons that this program works and doing these five different things on a weekly basis is that it makes working out, you know, very interesting because I'm very, I'm varying it up every day and it, it's never boring. So if I go from CrossFit today, today's Monday, so I'm going to go to CrossFit today. Tomorrow's Tuesday, I'm going to play softball. Wednesdays, I'm going to go to CrossFit. Thursday, uh, I'm going to probably surf or go to CrossFit. Friday, I'll surf. And then Saturday, I'll play basketball. So it's completely different groups of people, completely different um, types of exercise. And I'll do those, you know, I'll get that all done this week. And so really for me is, is, 
it's important for me to get exercise and I don't know how you are, but I would suggest that the more interesting it is, the more willing you're going to be to do it. And if it's super boring, you're not going to want to do it. So the alternative here is to just blast away in the gym with headphones on and slog through your workouts, which I, which I did through my, basically did through my twenties and I hated it. I mean, I, he just, you know, I hate going to the gym and paying money and spending there for 40 minutes and sitting on the Stairmaster for 20 minutes. Oh my God, that sounds like a death sentence to me. And I know some people love it. I mean, our attorney, Kelly Bagla, she's fantastic. And she goes to the gym, you know, every day and she goes for two hours every day. And she told me that's like, it's the one place she can just go to de-stress and and really enjoy yourself. And I think that that's fantastic. But for me, I just can't do that. I need the variety. So I would definitely suggest that, um, that in my, in my workout program, having that variety is a much better alternative than to just going to the gym every single day. So with that said, let's talk a little bit about workout tips for you. And, and you'll see kind of this ties into what I said already, but the first thing is to make it variable. So like I said, I'm doing five different things during the week. I really would recommend that you do a variety of different things. And, and your five things are probably not going to be my five things. Maybe your things are yoga and then, and then, um, uh, Pilates and then, I don't know, going running and then going to, you know, a Zumba class or you're going to a dance class or you're playing in a competitive soccer league or, you know, whatever, whatever it might be, but whatever that you can do to make it variable, make it variable in your day, in your week. Um, and I always look at things from a workout perspective. I look at it on a weekly basis. I don't look at it on a monthly basis. I actually don't even look at it on a daily basis. I look at it as like, okay, what am I going to do this week? So I already know what I'm doing this week, like I said before. So, you know, do what you can to make it variable. And along those lines of, of looking at it from week perspective is to schedule it. Make sure that it's in your schedule. So it's, to me, I've got ongoing appointments on a weekly basis in certain time slots that I know every week I'm doing. So every Monday at 9 a.m., I know I'm doing CrossFit. Every, you know, every Friday at 11.30, I know I'm going surfing. You know, every Tuesday night at 6.30, I know I'm playing softball. So it's in my schedule already. I've got it color-coded so it looks different than all my other appointments. And these are, you know, I I put it in my schedule because these are appointments that I have with myself and that they're really, 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 really important. And along those lines, the next tip for you would be is to prioritize your workouts and make sure that you schedule it and make sure you make it a priority. And one of the easiest ways to make it a priority is to work around it. So as an example, I do CrossFit at 9 a.m. and I play basketball at noon during the week um, because I can get in and out. There's less people there uh, because most people are already at their, at their jobs or at their, you know, at their desks uh, working away. And so for me, what I do is I work around that. So how I'd, I work around that by, as an example today, you know, I was up working at 5.30 in the morning and I got more done between 5.30 and 7.30 than I probably would have had I, got, had I you know, worked from 9 to 10.30. So I work around it. So like if I know I'm going to be working out in the middle of the day or late morning, then I'm going to get all my stuff done before that or I'm gonna make sure I have it in my schedule to get it done after that. So working around it is fine. And I would really recommend that you know you try a lunchtime workout or you try a, a mid-morning workout. And I, you know the typical excuse is like, no, I can't do it, I'm too busy, I'm too busy. Well, look, man, I, you know, I've got two kids, a wife and a, and a, and a business I run. Um, so if I can pull it off, anybody can. God knows I'm not exactly a scheduling genius. 
but if I can do it, you can do it too. Another thing, another tip for you is to make it social. So make working out social. Kill two birds with one stone. Um, God, I hate that phrase. Kill two birds with one stone. Oh, that's, I should really need to think of something else. If someone thinks of something else, please let me know a better phrase than that. Because first of all, I'm vegetarian. So that's a horrible example. But so anyway, but making it social is really, really important because you can accomplish two things at once. You can get a workout in and then also meet new friends and have fun and connect with your community. What I always recommend is to find your skill level. So as an example, when I go and play basketball, I don't play basketball with guys who are six, eight and 20 years old who can dunk. I play basketball with guys who are on average, just a little bit better than I am, usually a little bit younger than I am, and, and, but I can keep up. So I don't stick out on the court as being uh, one of the uh, worst guys out there, or, or at least I hope I don't. God, if I do, uh, that's gonna be a bummer. And if anyone I play basketball with is listening, please call me and tell me if I should be playing on the court or not, because that would be, <laughs> that would be uh, not good to find out. Uh, but anyway, I'm just getting around. So make, make, you know, make it social, find people around your skill level, and then also find groups of people you'd want to hang out with afterwards. One of the best things about my football team and my softball team is that afterwards we all hang out. So we all hang out. We'll sit in the parking lot. Some people drink a couple of beers. Um, and, and we'll just sit there and talk and, you know, maybe we'll talk about the game or we'll talk about family stuff or whatever, but it's just fun. We just sit there and we just laugh and laugh and laugh and laugh. And I'll give you the exact opposite of this. I used to play on a basketball court where every time I played, there'd be an argument. There would be guys yelling at each other. And every time I'd leave that court, I'd be pissed off and I'd be like, Jesus, these guys all suck. This is horrible. I'm really not enjoying this, blah, blah, blah. And so finally, I was telling my wife about this, I was telling Kelly about this one time, and she's like, you know, you've been complaining about that court for however long. She's like, why do you keep playing? And I thought about it, and I was like, she's right. Like, I don't know, why am I, keep, why am I playing at this court? There's no reason for me to play at this court. So I stopped. So I don't really play down there that much anymore. And I gotta say, I found a better court, better people, and I've really enjoyed the new court that I'm playing at. So, you know, make sure that when you're doing something, if it's social, make sure you like the people that you're doing it with and that you get along with them. You know, I've got my CrossFit buddies I see at 9 a.m. and it's, you know, I don't, I don't know any of their last names. I don't know much about their lives, uh, but I know that I see them every day at 9 a.m. And, and, and we enjoy hanging out. We get a great workout in and then we, we all kind of go our separate way our separate ways, but that's a community I'm in touch with. And that's a community I belong to. Um, so another workout tip for you, if you're not, if you haven't been working out for very long and you're just going to start, you're going to try, try some of these things. And, and that is to really start slowly. So think of the long game. Okay. So, uh, I'll give you a perfect example of this. When I started in CrossFit, uh, about six months ago, and I go to this great place called CrossFit Society in Solana Beach and Eric and Blake are the owners and coaches and they're just they're just fantastic. They're the exact opposite of what you would expect from a CrossFit or a regular gym. They're just not, you know, they're not meathead guys. They're just really smart. They really care about the the people who go in there and they're really focused on helping us all get better. But anyway, so I started a few, you know, 6 months ago and about uh, before I got sick, before I got pneumonia uh, a couple months ago, I was in there working out one time and I was really pushing myself and I was asking Eric, who was coaching me at the time, and I was like, you know, what do you think the things that I can do to improve upon to get even better at this? And I was expecting him to say, you know, 
you should work on your deadlift or you should work on your burpees or, you know, we really need to improve your shoulder strength, the pull-ups, whatever. I thought he was gonna talk about something really technical and really something specific. And what he said was really, really, really interesting. And what he said to me was like, for me, it was really gonna be important to think of the long game. So what he meant by that, and he kind of explained it, and he said, you know, cause I'm somewhat of a competitive person already. His thing was like, look, build your base, think of the long-term aspects of your health, go slow, do it right, build the right foundation. So don't worry about pushing up all the, you know, the most weight in the world. Don't worry about um, coming in first in any of the uh, timed um, sections of the workout. Just work on your base and think of the long term. Think of the long game. He called it the long game. And that really struck with me because first of all, most coaches would never tell you that. Most coaches would be like, no, you gotta push yourself. You gotta keep going, grind, 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 fight to the pain, you know, all that other BS that you hear from people. And, and he didn't, he didn't say that at all. And it really was great advice for me because I'm always trying to push myself. And it really made me think of like, yeah, you know what? He's right. Like I do, I do want to consider the long game in this. Like I do, I don't want to get hurt, you know, in a couple months and then be out of it for a few months and have all these nagging injuries. So it was great advice that he gave me. So I'm just going to basically steal it and give it to you and say like, think of the long game. Think of, you know, really what do you want out of your fitness? What do you want out of your health? And start slowly. Uh, another another workout tip for you is to keep it under an hour. I find that keeping it under an hour is probably the best thing to do. Um, any more than that, you start getting bored. Unless you're playing a game, if you're playing basketball or football or softball or soccer, then maybe it goes longer than an hour, and you won't get you know you won't get bored. But I, I always say like if you can keep keep your workouts under an hour and get back into your day. Um, another workout tip: be prepared at any moment. So I talked before about. Uh, everything that's in the trunk of my pri- in uh, the trunk of my Prius, and I'll, I'll reiterate that fact by just saying, like, just be prepared. So if someone, you know, if someone walked to my office right now and said, "Hey, you want to go for a five mile run?" I could do it. All, everything's in my trunk. If someone came in here and said, "Hey, look, we just, you know, we have a pickup basketball game going on, going on. It's all fifty year old guys under five six, and you know, you're going to dominate if you play. You're going to be the tallest person out there." I would be ready to go. I've got my hoop shoes in the car and I'd be the, I'd probably be the first one at that court. Um, so be prepared at any moment to get a workout in if you can. The last thing I said, I'll say workout tip wise is, um, and I talked about this before is, but eat really light beforehand. And then right after afterwards, make sure you do have something to eat. I like to do a protein shooter right beforehand and I like to do a protein shooter right afterwards. And that gets enough protein into my body. I feel pretty good about it. Uh, feel it feel pretty good afterwards. And I do really don't think that we get a lot of protein in um, on a regular basis anyway. So um, I eat really light beforehand, protein shooter, and then do a, a protein thing right afterwards. One thing I always try to avoid to do right afterwards is I try to avoid any kind of sugar for at least a couple hours. So I won't have, you know, I won't have a power bar or any kind of bar right afterwards because a lot of times they're, they're, you know, they have a lot of sugar in them. So I'll just have like a protein shooter, which, you know, usually doesn't have a lot of sugar. So Anyway, those are my workout tips for you. I want to talk, the last thing I'll leave you with is just some workout stuff that I just absolutely love and really recommend and have been using for a while. And, and you know, at some point, I'll put a link to the to these projects uh, products in the show notes. You know, I, I don't get paid if you buy any of this stuff. I just want you to know about it just because I think it's, I think they're just great stuff. So the first, very first thing I use is I use Hydro Flask water bottles. And these bottles were, are designed in Bend, Oregon, where our good friends, the Copiacs live. And, um, they're fantastic. They keep hot water hot and they keep cold water cold. I have 
five different sizes of them, all the way from the 64 ounce to the 40 ounce, to the 32 to the 18 and, and two other ones I have as well. And they are, um, I just really recommend these highly. Um, I usually pack mine with ice, fill it with water, and they stay cold for days. I mean, I've left some in my car for a few days and gone back to it and you know, they still had ice in it. And they say that they're not dishwasher safe. And I, I apologize if anyone from Hydroflask is listening, but I do wash these in my dishes and they still work fine. So I don't know, like don't wash them if you don't want to, but I mean, we do it and they seem to be fine. I get them at REI and uh, you know, they're not cheap, but they're well worth it. They're cool looking and um, they work really well. Hydroflask water bottles. Second thing I want to recommend is my hookah Oni Oni shoes. So hookah, which is H-O-K-A, these are running shoes that look like clown shoes. And, and you maybe have heard me talk about these before. I am a horrible runner. I don't uh, usually love running, um, but I've run several marathons. I've run a ton of half marathons. So I've done a ton, you know, hundreds and hundreds of miles of training. And I will tell you, um, since I've had two knee surgeries and back surgery, in my earlier years when I was much younger, running shoes are really, really important to me because if I don't have that cushioning, it just really beats up my body, really hurts my back, really hurts my knees. And the hookahs are, are to me, the best shoes I've ever run in, by far. They, these guys could, could charge $400 per shoe and I'd buy them. They're that good. I would really highly recommend um, you check them out. They're from, I wanna say they're either from New Zealand. I believe they're from New Zealand. Uh, either New Zealand or Australia. And forgive me, anyone from Hookah, if I'm offending you by saying that you're from one place or the other. But they're the best shoes I've ever run in. You can get them at most um, running stores now. They've become somewhat popular. And again, they're pretty, they're pretty, they've got super thick soles, but they're really light and they're super comfortable. We, we, my daughters joke and say that like, I look like I'm running on marshmallows uh, when I have these on. But believe me, they're the most comfortable shoes you'll ever wear. I've run in them. Perfect example is like, you know, when you run 10 miles in those shoes, it feels like you've run three miles in any other pair of shoes. So they're that good. So hookahs. Bonk breaker bars are the next thing. So bonk breaker bars are gluten-free energy bars that I eat really, really good. Cookies and cream is my favorite flavor. They uh, they don't taste like normal bars. Most normal bars are kind of mushy and kind of have that paste-like quality. And bonk breakers are actually pretty good. So I like Bonk Breaker Bars, recommend them highly. Stewart Surfboards, we talked about that before. Bill Stewart, wherever you are, um, he's based in San Clemente, but wherever you are right now, you're probably in the ocean. By far the best surfboards I've ever, I've ever ridden. I've been riding waves for 30 years, and to me there's Stewart Surfboards, and then there's a mile, and then whoever's in second place. So Stewart Surfboards, great for longboarding. They make a lot of great fun boards as well. I really recommend them if you are a surfer. Along those lines, rip curl shorts. So I wear, you know, one thing when you're working out a lot is you wear a ton of, you know, you go through a lot of workout clothes and where a lot of people will spend the, you know, $90 for a pair of shirt, uh, pair of shorts or $90 for a shirt at Lululemon, which is wonderful. Like there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I tend to buy a lot of rip curl shirts. So that's a uh, and rip curl shorts. I'm actually wearing a rip curl shirt right now because as soon as I'm done talking to you, I'm going across with it. and they're just durable shorts. They're surf shorts, and I've been wearing them forever. And you know, there's a variety of different 
styles and brands of surf shorts out there, I find that rip curls are, are the most comfortable, most durable, and they look the coolest of anyone's I've ever, I've ever had. So rip curl surf shorts. Protein powder. I talked a lot about protein powder, what I take, uh, you know, before workouts and after workouts. And the protein powder that I really love is called Orgain protein powder, and it's O-R-G-A-I-N protein powder. It's an all-natural plant-based protein powder, but it actually tastes really, really, really good. So it's kind of surprising, but the chocolate, the creamy chocolate or creamy chocolate fudge, whatever it's called, of this is, is really, really good. Now, you can sometimes find this stuff at Costco, and then sometimes you have to buy it online. But whatever, wherever you get it, it's usually not super expensive, and it tastes really good, and it's plant-based, so you don't have any soy issues or dairy issues if you're taking uh, whey protein. So I recommend Orgain protein powder. I use a ton of it. Um, other thing I use, you know, I live in Southern California. We're in Southern California. So one of our first class problems is that the sun is always out. So although I am Italian and Filipino and I don't, uh, don't really have a lot of problems um, getting sunburn, I do use sunblock and I use Headhunter Sunblock. And Headhunter Sunblock, you can find at any surf store. You can also find them online. It's great. I use it when I surf. I use it when I play basketball. I use it when I play football. Um, and when I go running, long runs. This, stuff is, this is like stuff that you, know, you put on there and it's on there for a while. It doesn't you know, come off right away like most sunblocks do. I think it's really made for athletes. Um, so I really enjoy, uh, really like it. Headhunter sunblock. And then the last thing I'll leave you with is I use, um, I spend the $10 a month or $8 a month or whatever it is for my Spotify account. And on my Spotify account, which is like a, you know, uh, um, uh, which is like Pandora, except you can make your own playlist and follow your own artist. I, I do a ton of playlists. So I have a pre-football playlist. I have a pre-CrossFit playlist. I have a running playlist. And I just load up the playlist on that thing and just drop, drag and drop different songs in there um, from wherever we're going. So like today I'll go to CrossFit and on my, on my pre-CrossFit playlist, I think I have Crazy Train by Ozzy Osbourne. I've got uh, Faith No More. I've got some Chili Peppers. I've got some Steve Ray Vaughan. I've got some Stevie Wonder. I've got some Incubus, some Nirvana, uh, and some Soundgarden and some Beastie Boys. So that's all music I listen to on the way to CrossFit. So I really, really recommend that if you have a Spotify account, you spend the $8 or $10 a month, whatever it is, so you can build your own playlist. Because I really do think that music is such a big part of working out, uh, both beforehand, during, and afterwards. So that will help you um, immeasure, immeasurably, I believe. So thank you very much for checking this, checking this podcast out. Um, again, I always really appreciate any reviews. Um, you can go to iTunes, you can go to Epic Living Podcast forward slash, oh, excuse me, jimsimco.com forward slash podcast to leave a review, um, or you can go on iTunes as well. So thank you very much. I look forward to talking to you and any questions, always feel free to email me at jim at epicalday.com. Thanks. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the podcast today. If you want more information, check out my website at jimsimco.com, J-I-M-S-I-M as in Mary, C-O-E.com for more updates and some free guides to help you make your life epic. With that said, I hope you have a fantastic day and I look forward to talking to you soon. Thanks.